and everybody don't know the program. Well, if I war bomb, we'll make it start up. Bomb my rock clad, watch it up, it clad up. Well, if I war bomb, we'll come tell me no. As if the thing my kill him, no shadow no. Him a no bad man, I must say mad man. Both if I am shot at dead program, but them not no man. Podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Logan. I'm a writer and producer from Chicago here to bring you some of the most fucking subjective insight on a range of topics with different Chicago artists, media personalities, and some of my friends along the way too. <laughs> Today I got one of my old friends Shred on with us. He's been on the dubstep scene for a second. I've loved hearing his insight on music and what's to come. Right after this track though, let's go. I'm so used to using other programs, but like everyone uses Zoom nowadays. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's basically become the standard now. Yeah, and like, dude, their stocks went up like fucking completely. So here we are in 2020. I'm back, guys, with a really, really good producer out of Chicago. He's been on the dubstep scene, like I've said, for a while. Uh, Shred, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, doing great. I'm ha- happy to be here. You know, thanks for asking me to do this. Yes, no worries, dude. So, like, I've known you for a minute anyway, so this is, like, old friendship. Like, again, like, we were just talking earlier. I haven't seen you since, like, probably the start of the year, like, right before COVID hit, honestly. What what show did you say we were at? Um, It was Roscoe that uh, weekend when Roscoe and Subtronics were in town the same weekend. And that was, like, a good-ass weekend, too. Oh, like, yeah. Like, honestly. And I have only recently become a Subtronics fan, if you would say. Like, I've known about him forever. Like, the set that really got me was last year at Forest. I was completely enthralled by him. I think I understand his message of being like a joker at the same time as like, you know, like I feel like his music isn't meant to be taken too seriously. Like it's meant to provide a good time, you know? Yeah, and something I find interesting about him is that like he's very well respected in like every lane of dubstep because like he did the smart thing of tapping into rhythm like when it was first like popping off, popping off, yeah. and then now you like look at what he's doing because like in in his old interviews back in like 2016 he always mentioned that like old school dubstep was one of his main influences, mm-hmm. and then like this year um, I, I don't know if you went to that uh, weekend he was at the Lakeshore Theater, uh, but no, he played old- I was out of town, dude, but I heard that. It- popped off yeah like i went to the old school dubstep set and that shit like was in fucking insane (laughs) and then also like when he did that weekend in february like when he did the wooked on tronics after party like he dropped like like ruten by scream and like uh cocky thug ah you know anytime that you throw like scream in there i'll honestly cry like every single time he did that at forest and me and my friends were you know completely messed up but he did like in for the kill by larue with like scream remix and it was absolutely beautiful but he definitely knows what the fuck's good he he played like three or four nights over at lakeshore right yeah it was four nights it started on thursday and ended on sunday and uh, me and my friends went to the saturday show because like i was like oh he's doing old school i gotta be there yeah dude and that was like i was talking with my friends and they were like we need to pick out like what nights we want to go or whatever and it was before i knew i had to be out of town and i was like definitely the old school night like that's like essential to this
aside from Subtronics though, like who would you say like are your biggest influences this year for making your own music? Um, for my music, like um, Subtronics, I wouldn't technically consider an influence because yeah. like because like I do I do still do a little bit of heavy shit. Like I uh, have like this heavy track I got sitting around right now that I did the other week. Yeah. But um, my my main influences right now are mostly like Rusko, um, Ganja White Knight um Koki, you know people like that who are more on like the dub side of dubstep because like yeah. i because i like the two-step side as well like i listen to a lot of scream and uh plastician and people like that and see that's but, where i come from like on the other side of that like i definitely understand uh i think that you are like definitely across the fence i think that you've made like a pretty good hybrid with your bass like i mean like I feel like it's definitely developed too. Like it's become cleaner over time, but I feel like all of us have clean, become like cleaner over time, you know? Yeah, because like truth be told, when when you first met me, I was hor horrible at producing. Like again, because we I just all, didn't. Know. We were youngins, though. We were youngins. Like we weren't as developed as we are now, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because like I like over the past like. Well, let's hear when did this like because i met this dude from new orleans like um in like i want to say either the middle of 2018 or 2019 yeah. and um like i showed him some music of mine he's like oh dude this fucking sucks here let, let me show you like how to get better and then like i started listening to him and then like i started uh then i also like i, I work a lot like with uh, two addicts like um we haven't like worked on a track together but like we'll go on zoom and like you know w work with each other on tracks and shit be like oh yeah. does this sound good does that sound good and then and then i've taken like lessons from like uh brian Garecki from birthday party and all that because like he he really knows what he's talking about especially oh yeah Ableton. No, most definitely are you an ableton guy now um yeah like a, a, in, in, in october of last year i switched over to ableton because the my friend from new orleans whose uh, stage name is dopa please um he like convinced me to get into ableton because like he has a windows computer and he's like i can't really help you if we're not on the same DAW. so i was like okay that's fair so i made the switch over and like honestly yeah. like I, i'm like kind of sad i didn't make the switch sooner because like it, it's a little bit more intuitive for like electronic music production because like you can do because like you're very successful with logic i see what you're doing you're very good with it but i'm um, like ableton's a little bit just a little bit more streamlined for like the kind of music we make in my um, humble opinion no that's so true you know like i had to go through ableton classes with when I was in music school and I love the live performance section because it gives you like that freedom and creativity to just fuck around with, you know, like anything that you've recorded or loops and just like kind of circulate it together. I definitely appreciate Ableton for it. You know, I just feel like with Dawes, uh, I feel like everyone needs to like just chill and not be mad at each other and just find yeah. ways to print down their tracks and send it to each other. Like it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's easy too. Like literally you yeah. just like right click, freeze it, like make sure you're not side chaining and then boom print audio like it, it's super easy yeah no at the end of the day but like you touched on a good subject of like the future in not cloud computing but cloud producing and i feel like this has already been going on for like a decade between different artists but here we are in 2020 and you know even with the projects and commissions i've had we're just consistently bouncing off from each other from our homes and we're like constantly bouncing creative like creative ideas like between you know not even studios anymore i haven't seen a single cat who's been in a studio unless they own it for like a second now yeah exactly yeah just especially with the pandemic going on like everybody's like being really cautious which is good because like like i was supposed to go to wobble rocks this year before like it got pushed out to november then pushed out to 420 weekend for next year because like i've been because i've been listening to like a lot of like interviews of like four because like do you listen to the mr bill podcast at all yeah no i've uh 
I actually like listened to it a few times. Yeah, and like the the consensus because like a lot of the I'm, I'm glad that like the artists that like we look up to and that like we listen to are taking this pandemic seriously. Yeah, because, as we should. Yeah, exactly. Because like there's like various people in the media who are like, ah, oh, it's it's fake, it's like fucking bullshit and all that. But like the they, I like that the EDM community has like really come together to help try to like stop the spread of it. Well, you know, here's the deal: is that health comes before anything, and especially when it comes to live indoor and live outdoor events. Like you can't stick behind something that you know that people are going to be exposed to something to, and that goes beyond like a political level. This goes to a health level. You know, like in the industry that we're in, like we have to make sure that you know the people who are literally paying for us to be there are going to be all right at the end of the day and that's what matters and you know that's like another topic too is like the future of live music even and what we're going to be going into not even 2021 but going into 2022 like we're at risk of over like 60 to 70 percent of our local venues closing and it's so sad like you know i live over in wicker and we always drive past like concord and all these places and they just look like ghost towns right now yeah, no, I, I miss living by the Concord. That was a great time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every Chicago artist has that time of like living in the areas that we've had. And that like, you know, it's just definitely trend-setting area and, you know, a cultural area. What type would you produce? Um, probably like straight dub reggae, um, because like I like that genre a lot because it's yeah. it's mostly because it's the start of bass music and sound system culture. Because um, like uh, during Black History Month, um, like the birthday party guys were like posting a lot of stuff about how like we owe like our basically our entire livelihood to um, black artists, and that's very true because like again like because like sound system culture and bass music all started in jamaica and um and it's a, it's a real genre i really like like if you've yeah. ever listened to um the whittlers roots ep oh yeah no whittlers fucking amazing dude love yeah. the whittler yeah and like so like if like i if i wasn't producing dubstep or drum and bass yeah i'd definitely just be doing straight dub reggae because it's just it's just so pure you know oh yeah no and that's something like so i've taken like this past like i would say even fall uh I just like escaped to color. I had like a really interesting and bad breakup at like the end of the summer. And so uh, me and my friend who produces too, he just like escaped into the mountains of Colorado and started working on house music out of the blue. And seeing how people are trying to, you know, just genre hop and like go back to the roots of a lot of things too. And that's was something that you were touching on. And I felt that when we we're out in Colorado, like the actual origins of techno, the actual origins of house music and who we actually need to pay our respect to for these genres at the end of the day, just the same as reggae, dude, or, you know, like a reggae fusion with that. Yeah, so like with COVID-19 and everything going on, what do you think the future of music looks like, or at least the music industry? Well, in terms of the industry, um, I like that like live music figured out a way to keep happening, like with these yeah. drive-in movie theater shows and all that. Cause, I, cause like I was like, cause like at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, huh, huh like what, what's gonna happen like yeah. over the course of this year? Because a lot of these live artists, like they don't have jobs outside of making music or like yeah. playing shows and shit. So then like, uh, cause like I live like in Huntley, Illinois, which is like close to McHenry, yeah. where there's this drive-in movie theater that yeah, like. I've been it, out it, there. 
yeah like it gets good business most of the time for the movies but then yeah. all but then also like um like i think it was like big gigantic and i think like um midnight tea like played a show there mm-hmm. and then like adventure club played a show there as well so it's so it was it was just interesting to see that like we, like we definitely just found a way to keep going like so it's like adaptability you know yeah, exactly. Like, like I kept making this joke, like, um, like ra- ravers are like cockroaches. Like, even, even like if you dropped a nuclear bomb on us, like, we'll, <laughs> we'll, still, we'll, <laughs> we'll still find a way to party, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that it's just shifted the focus. I think I remember you telling me we just like the last shows we went to is like we did Dead Mouse back to back, Ganja, and you were there for Ganja, right? I went to the one in uh, Chippewa Falls on actual Halloween. Yeah, cause, oh, like, okay, it, cool. Yeah, it was sweet too, cause it was like like it was Halloween, you know, full moon, ganja white night, and like I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect from the set, but it was interesting that like they like kind of shied away from playing a lot of their older songs, and if it was an older song, it was either a remix someone else did or it was a vip that they've been working on and then they just focused like on new music like when they did that uh champagne vip with the mac miller lyrics i was my jaw fucking dropped i was like oh my god <laughs> oh dude anything with champagne dripping it honestly makes it- just because like there's not because again there's not a lot of live shows happening and that's how like a lot of people establish their name is like you know starting off at the bottom and playing side rooms at clubs and all that or like playing small stages at things or like being an opening act so um, i think like once the pandemic ends um it'll become easier because it's like it's hard to keep up with new releases 100 percent of the time yeah because like edm moves really fucking fast like it's hard to keep up with like oh this guy just released this this guy released that where this underground artist is doing this that or the other thing but also like but also what i've noticed is um especially like recently like you saw that uh subtronics like launched his own label right yeah he did yeah so it's like like with these other like artists who are like established main stage acts but they're still not like gigantic like someone like dead mouse or skrillex and they're and they're making their own labels yeah. it's paving, it's paving the way for a lot of smaller artists just to like you know get their get their head in the game you know get their name out there a little bit yeah and excision's even done that too and you know with subcarbon everything you know liquid stranger has the uh it's like a smaller label than wakan he had just announced it when we were at wakan festival last year but uh you know a lot of people are making sub imprints i think even kazo is too dude 
but I think that that's definitely the future, at least to like propel new artists, give them like a paved way. And you know, it can be from like trusted people. It's not from like some big record label like RCA or someone intimidating. These are like actual artists that are here to help, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, cause like, I feel like a lot of these artists who are like starting to like blow up, blow up, like still remember what it was like, you know, to be like that small guy who like just yeah, had trouble getting booked. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much again for your time today, Shred. Uh, again, uh, feel free to drop your SoundCloud, blah, 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 blah. We'll be able to feature it under like the profile and everything. And again, I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me.